I'll be back on Tuesday if my plane lands on time. Looking forward to flying in and out of TPA. I love our airport. I think we have the greatest airport known to man. My only complaint is that they replaced my friend Jack Harris's voice with Bob Buckhorns. What time's your flight get in on Tuesday? 11 a.m. Okay, 11. You going home first? Nope. Oh, wow. That's dedication. You need a ride? No, thanks, man. I'll, I'll uh, park in uh, short-term parking. Flying up Sunday. Back Tuesday. Seth and I are going to be emceeing at a uh, Pirates of the Caribbean event on Saturday night in uh, Sarasota. Yeah, well, we don't have to dress like pirates, do we? Because we're... Um, it's funny. Tracy said, uh, you know, she had to find a wench costume for herself. I said, well, I'll be wearing a tuxedo since I'm the, I'm an MC for the gala, and she said that's totally fine. Whatever you whatever you wear, oh, you're good. Oh man, buddy. I don't I can't get pirate gear. Oh you're good. man, try when you want to. I would do that for not gig just to be a pirate on a Saturday. Why don't you pretend that it's you that's MCing with Drew and um, go ahead and get me some gear? Okay, I can do that. It'll cost you a buccaneer though. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll be doing that on uh, a busy, busy, busy weekend. Oh yeah, and that 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 uh, events from like 11 a.m. to like 11 p.m. Right? No, <laughs> no, it's uh, six to ten. Oh. Six to ten. And uh, thanks again to Tracy and uh, everybody over at Altman for getting us involved. Yeah, I've got to uh, cross the skyway. So thoughts and prayers. Thoughts oh, and prayers. Oh uh, yeah. Who's gonna drive you? Phoebe's driving. What do you for? I'm not worried about. Yeah, of course she's driving me. I'm worried about how am I gonna act like I'm asleep? Am I gonna close my eyes? Sunglasses mm. on? Am I gonna am I gonna go live on Instagram for the people? I don't know what I want to do, but I'll definitely be terrified. We are uh, helping fight ALS. Our friend Kevin Swan uh, has ALS, and he's throwing this event with his A Life Story Foundation. If you would like to donate, just look up A Life Story Foundation, and you'll find out all about Kevin and his uh, his fight against ALS. It's uh, he's a very inspirational young man. Yeah, he got it. I think just thirty years old. Yeah, and uh, man, you know, to see him and his wife, uh, and now they have a daughter. I think uh, inspirational as hell. I was um, I was listening to the radio last night, and normally I'm not a big fan of like when I want to listen to a music station, I want to listen to music, right? But every once in a while they'll come up with a, a special. Someone will have an hour long special, and if I'm interested in the subject matter, I'll listen to it. So on the 25th anniversary of Kurt Cobain's suicide, which, by the way, is that one of those moments for our generations that you always remember where you were when you found out? I don't. I think I might have been too young. It was what? It was 25 years ago. They yeah, 94. So I was. I mean, I was what? 12. Yeah. yeah. You don't remember? You must not have been a much of a 12 year old Nirvana fan. I uh, I were 12 year olds into Nirvana. Yeah, I, I was forced to get into Nirvana when I worked at 97X for all those years. So oh, yeah. I learned about their whole catalog probably when I was 20. Okay, because a lot of 12, 13, 14 year olds—that's man, they could relate to that. I mean, I, I had that 12 year old angst. I just didn't have Nirvana to help me through it. Couldn't smell like Teen Spirit when you're not a teen. So I remember I was Ed Till's producer, and um, he was a big Nirvana fan because he loved jumping on bandwagons. And we found out. During the show, I think, that they found a body in Kurt's apartment, but they didn't know it was Kurt's. It hadn't been identified as Kurt's for a couple of hours. That electrician, I believe, found it. And then um, I think Kurt had been missing for a couple of days, so you could kind of put together the dots. And then you got the confirmation that it was Cobain's body, and it didn't come as a surprise necessarily, because he had tried it before, he had escaped from a rehab center, there had been a couple of failed interventions, but still, 
profoundly sad. And the reason I think I've been carrying around, not, a, not resent or anger, because I didn't know the guy. But when you leave a daughter behind, an infant daughter to be raised by Courtney Love by herself, granted, I don't know the demons that Kurt struggled with, that he tried to drown out with first heroin and then a shotgun. But I can't ever imagine anything being more important than being around for a kid that you brought into the world. I can't imagine that because I don't have that brain. But for years, I've, I've had that kind of anger, like, how could you do that? Because I thought Courtney was an awful figure. I thought that she was just exploitative of all of it. So last night, I listened to this cat, David Frick, who had interviewed Nirvana a couple of times for Rolling Stone, and he was interviewing uh, Danny Goldberg. Danny Goldberg was Nirvana's manager, and because he was in his 40s when Kurt was in his 20s, he took on kind of like a almost a father figure role for Kurt. And to hear him speak of Kurt in such endearing terms, it spelled out what a tortured genius this man was when it came to his band and the marketing of his band. That's the one thing I learned is that Nirvana's success was not accidental by any means. Yes, they came along at the right time in the grunge revolution, but Kurt was very calculated in first going from Sub Pop, the Seattle indie label, to I believe Geffen or DGC, whichever label they went to, and becoming major label, quote unquote, sellout superstars. People knock Courtney Love, myself included, because we think somehow Kurt was trapped in that relationship, but Danny Goldberg really made this point that Kurt loved Courtney so much and she him, he hated that front role when it came to dealing with the media so much that he was more than happy to let her do it. Let her be the rambunctious one, the obnoxious one, the one saying the controversial things. And then behind the scenes, Kurt loved that and would laugh at it. And Danny Goldberg said to the people who thought that she preyed upon him and would uh, exploit him, he was a very strong-willed man and he would stand up for what he believed in when he felt like he needed to. Very intriguing look back at a man who was very misunderstood, I believe. So I... I feel much better about the Nirvana legacy now. Wow, you've celebrated his death all these years. Well, yeah. just because I was such a Foo Fighter dick jock rider that, uh, you know, I felt like I had to. But you don't have to be Team Dave or Team Kurt. So would you be willing to have Kurt back knowing that you could never have the Foo Fighters? Yeah, wow. I would. I would. My love for the Foo Fighters, not that it matters to anybody, but they're, they're just another rock band to me now. What the? What did? I, how did that happen? They were the only rock band on earth, and now they're just a rock band. Oh, that angst. up John the date between the recording of this MTV Unplugged in New York and Kurt's suicide because I believe it came within six months of each other and it might even be shorter than that because this is the final song on it and you tell me that this isn't the shrieking wail of a tortured man drowning in his own success and having his head shoved under the water by his demons Nothing.
was the, the date of the unplugged in April is when he killed himself. Five months. So I, I, you know, I, I, not that he needs my support for his legacy or anything, but but hearing that one interview, and by the way, Danny Goldberg has a book out called Serving the Servant, and uh, if he's doing any press for it, man, I would absolutely love to talk to Are him. Are you going to tell me you've hated Nirvana all these years? Not hated them. See, the weird thing was, I was working in college radio, okay, and college radio is all about the independent spirit, right? Like, you have these bands that no one's ever going to hear, and you, and you play them, or bands that like a they have a hardcore cult following, like Ween and Mud Honey and the Melvins and all these weird bands that never really get that popular, Sonic Youth, etc. And then Nirvana was one of those bands where we were all listening to the Seattle stuff. We knew Soundgarden was. They hadn't broken, and we knew who Nirvana was. They hadn't broken. They had its album Bleach that didn't really have quote-unquote hits. And then we get this little maxi single, and uh, and I remember our new music meeting. We put it on, and from the second, I mean, literally the very second you heard this on CD. You just knew it. It checked every single mainstream grunge box, and you knew that the world was about to be taken over by Nirvana and the grunge sound. Very strange feeling. Almost, not a, not a betrayal, but it was like, well, we lost this one, you know? We lost this band to the mainstream. I felt that way the first time I heard Hoobastank. <laughs> They're still going. The reason is you. Hey, Drew Grubb Alive, who are you? Hello, this is Sean. Hi, Sean. What's up, buddy? I just wanted to correct the record a little bit. Uh, yeah, correct the record. In the Pines uh, was not the final song on the Unplugged album. It was all apologies. But You're wrong. Uh, Where Did You Sleep Last Night is track 14, and All Apologies is 13. I will now accept All Apologies from you. Uh, well, okay. If you're if you're right, then I'll accept you. But, no, there's no uh, there's no if but, and but, or but about it. You called to attempt to con- correct me on something <laughs> that I was actually right about, which makes you the worst type of phone caller known to man. But at least you have a good sense of humor right. about oh, it. No, but I also wanted to thank you for finally coming around on the Kirk Cobain. Yeah, I don't need your table. gratitude, dickface. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five and eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. Yeah, he wants it from a babe. Okay. <laughs> no, I. I I finally came around. Yeah, I did. I, uh, I I finally like let go of this stupid like Kurt Cobain's a loser thoughts that I had. Every time a Nirvana song would play over the years that I've known you, this is you. Ugh. I know. Every time. I've always liked the Unplugged album though. I'll go back to that one. But yes, every time I hear All Apologies or Your Favorite Heart Shaped Box, mm. it's about Courtney's vagina. No, he's deeper than that. He's not. He's not. Heart Shaped Box. It's about Courtney Sneech. Sneech. Well, I like that song, so maybe I'd like what she has to offer. She looked a lot better in person than I thought she would. I had to cover her trial for the Ed Till show. She's um uh natural beauty. 727-579-1025. That was a moment, though, I think, where most people my age, you remember where you were when you heard the news because, oh, dude, and it led to when I thought my radio career was over for the first time. Because I was Ed Till's producer, right? And um, we find out on the show, it's a Friday, we find out on the show that uh, that Kurt dies. 
And I go home, and my first wife at the time uh, was not real cool with the radio career and was not real cool with the fact that it would uh, tear away at me sometimes on weekends and stuff. So around 9 o'clock, Ed calls me, and he goes, Dude, we're going to do a Nirvana retrospective tonight at midnight. We're going to play records. We're going to find interviews, even though the Internet isn't a thing yet. And we are going to honor Kurt Cobain from Nirvana. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I got plans tonight, Ed. He's like, what? What? Yeah, I, I can't do it. I have uh, I have previous, uh, I have plans. Dude, are you, I need you on this one. <laughs> I need you on this one. Yeah, that's all well and good, Ed. I'm, I, I have plans. My wife would really, really pitch a bitch if I, uh, if I miss them. Dude, what? Click. I'm like, what the hell? My boss calls me 15 minutes later. Jay Clark, program director. We called him Popeye because he'd miss work to go sailing one day a week. <laughs> True story. Popeye calls me. He goes, oh, Ed is telling me that you don't want to work tonight. I go, no, I, I, I don't. I not. I don't work Friday nights. I have, a, I have plans. He wants to do this stupid Nirvana thing at midnight. I, I'm not down. And uh, really needs you on this one. I go. I'm very sorry to hear that. I have no contract. You have. I. I'm an employee who works for an hourly wage. My shift was done at 3 p.m. On no, I cannot do it. Click. Ring. This is Ed Chill. <laughs> you are really screwing up if you don't do this for me. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be able to help you out, Ed. Just really, uh, R.I.P. Kurt, but, uh, you know, I'm going to mourn in my own way. <laughs> Not do it tonight. And uh, so he did it with some other producer and took many passive-aggressive shots at yours truly. Mm. And a couple months later, I was working on the Phillips file, and I <laughs> fell back in love with radio. But I thought I was donezo. I thought, and I, to me, if I look back, I probably should have done it. Well, I mean, what you have going on at midnight? You're going to be in we a K-hole? No, we had friends that were coming over. We were <laughs> going to have some dinner. And uh, and at the time, I valued social time. I don't any longer. That's a you know that's a that's a hell of a move to say I'm not going to go in because how many people would go? Uh, we're we're absolutely done with you. I know a lot, and I can't I can't believe I was able to advance past that. I shouldn't have. My radio career should have come to an end, but for the generosity of one Edward Till or Jim Phillips. Drew Grab alive. Who are you? Hey, how you doing, this is Brian? Hi, Brian. What's up, buddy? Hey, I just want to talk to you about Nirvana. Right. Um, first of all, first-time caller, I love you guys' show. Thank you, man. Welcome. Um, I, I love Nirvana, and at the time, I, I was quite younger, obviously. Oh. But uh, if you look back and, and you look at the end, what had happened to him, a lot of people don't even know that uh, he was so uh, drugged up with heroin that they were saying that the, he it's literally was physically impossible for him to actually shoot himself. Uh, so if you look at any of the books, any of the research, you Google it, look it up, and uh, yeah, I think if I you think he was actually a nah. you know knocked off by his uh, lovely wife. Yeah, that's a that's a lazy theory that uh, that people come up with when they don't know anything about their relationship. That, that's been your theory all these years. Yeah, no, and then I was lazy in thinking <laughs> that. Uh, the people who were close to uh, Kurt and Courtney say that they loved each other. Then I believe they loved each other. And someone who wants to achieve something can achieve something. And I think even in the throes of his heroin addiction probably could have picked up a gun and shot himself. Thank you though. I think John was able to have, uh <laughs> John was able to locate some audio of you talking about Nirvana in the past. Why why do you guys why can't I live past a comment? You can't well you've got us almost crying over here because you you just realized last night that you love Nirvana and I don't know. I, I've respected them all these years. But they came along at the right place at the right time. And they had a great drummer, Dave Grohl, who was way better than uh, Kurt Cobain. 
way more important in the world of rock and roll. You don't like Nirvana? They're all right. You're letting their till down. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you, well, you think Dave Grohl's more important because he's been around a lot longer. Exactly. He had the common sense to stay alive. So if... Okay, I think we've heard enough. Wow. Wow, we really labeled audio well back then. You guys, you guys are so good at labeling audio. That's my takeaway. And my takeaway is, man, I've been on Tampa radio and long enough to have my words come back and bite me in the ass. That's pretty damn cool. I'm not going to lie. Wow, nice find, John. A kick out of that. I didn't even have it in me to say it out loud and bring it to Drew's Thank attention. You. I had to run it by, I had to get Seth. You guys first. just did that silently without me knowing. That's yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. We, also, we also have like 12 more clips just like that I'm over good. the years. No, so. I think that's enough. Uh, hey, Squatch, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good, man. Oh, man. How you I haven't been? Heard from Squash know, Taking in. Yeah, it's been a while. My work schedule changed a little bit. I uh, I just want to touch base. The playoffs are about to start. I remember last year you were rooting for the Cats. So who are we rooting for in the first round? <laughs> jerk face. <laughs> you are a jerk face, Sasquatch. I never rooted for the Caps. I simply was honest when I said they were the better team and they were going to win the series. And they did. Guess what? This year, I think we're the best team in the NHL. I think we're going to win it all. Okay? How about that? They are. They are. They're looking good. Tampa win cup. And start this Tampa Win Cup movement for the Tampa not to win the cup. You know what I'm saying? I do. Well, I don't know. Hey, who knows? The other team wins a game or two. We we know. We don't. We don't know if we have you for the whole playoff. You got me. I'm I'm ride or die. Drew Grab alive. Hello. Who are you? <laughs> this is Josh. Hi, Josh. What's up? Hey, uh, I just had a story for you. Uh, this girl, she would uh, only have sex with me if I spread uh, frosting on her. She was a prostitute. Yeah, see, part of the beauty of those things is you don't say the thing yeah, that you're going to say. Yeah, people don't get that. Yeah, God, don't ruin it for us. I and, appreciate that that was a short story, though. The The proper way to do that, I think, would have been to say, like, uh, I dated this girl. She had an addiction to Duncan Hines, and she would only uh, have sex with me if I made a cake and then uh, ate it off of her. She was a real frostitute. No. I actually think I saw Joey Flash pull that one out on Twitter a couple days ago, too. So. This frostitute? Yeah, he's... So that guy's even worse yeah. now. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five and eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. I used to uh, have sex with this girl who would only and gosh, I don't think you guys will get this because you're too young. She would only be aroused when we would play this yard game. It was like a tic tac toe with bean bags, and you'd throw the bean bags and you'd try to uh, thing. That's the only way she'd be aroused. She was a real toss a prostitute. There was a game called Toss Across. That sounds fun. I cool. love Connect Four, yeah. and I also love throwing beanbags. Well, if you like Connect Four and throwing beanbags, John, you'll love Toss Across. Dude, I got to tell you, we're playing uh, Connect Four like once a week in my home. Do you ever, you ever play the giant Connect Four games when uh, you go out to those? I'd love cool. to get one for the house one day. I liked Connect Four. It was, it was a good it's game. It's just like a fun, easy game. You know, drop the checkers yeah. in there. Yeah. Well, Toss Across, it's like cornhole. You you put it in, uh, you know, a good distance away from you. And you each take turns with the beanbags, and you try to get uh, X's or O's. Toss oh, across. That looks fun. Toss across the toot. Drew Grab Alive, who are you? This is Earl. Hey, Earl. His name is Earl. I just want to say, I just passed the house in Hudson here, and on the fence they had blue solo cups that said, Tampa Wind Cup! Yeah. There is a Hudson house uh, that has Tampa Wind Cup. So we, uh, we, got, a, we got a house in Hudson. You got uh, Bullfrog Creek Bullfrog, Brewery. Yep, out in uh, Valrico. In Valrico. Some dude made us a little sign thing today. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's in the office. A guy uh, he drew Amelie Arena and a couple of uh, characters. Oh, wow. That looks good. Yeah. That sounds cool. It is cool. And then our friend Kelly, of course, made us this banner that hangs behind the show on Drew Garabo, uh, Bone TV, boneonline.com. 
The movement's really, really taking off. Let's not forget we got Charlie Belcher in our quarter. We got the great Paul Jen Delegato, Epstein. Jen Epstein. Yep. I mean, Fox 13 seems to be on board. I will say, not a fan of the channel, but Eagle IWFLA, their helicopter, uh, gives us Tampa Wind Cup shout outs oh, from really? time to time. So, you know, that's very nice of you, helicopter. Hey, is it okay if I go down and get my smoothie from Phoebe? Sure. Yeah, yeah, beat it, thank pal. you. Thank uh, we'll do uh, It's okay. It's not okay when you come back. Now let's dick off while he's yeah, gone. Yeah, hell yeah. We'll just do nonstop Orange Fabio and oh, yeah, juicy yeah. raps. I'm just going to beat my wiener on the mic for the next 10 minutes. Can you do? Can you have a hook that says beat my wiener on the mic for the next 10 minutes? Yeah. You think you come up with that yeah. over uh, Matt and Ralph Stranger's yep. new beats? Yep. All right, I got the beats. Go ahead, sir. Hello? Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Hello? Yes, go. Okay, yeah. Uh, my ex-girlfriend up in PA would only bag me in the snow. She was a prostitute. Uh Friday afternoon, what you like? Gonna bang your wiener on that mic. Four by Friday, gonna get this started. Gonna get on the mic and stink like I just fought it, but I didn't. Cause I got that Beano on top of my food. If I fought it in front of you, you know it would be rude. But Orange Fabio come in, you know he got that hook. You know I'm in the kitchen and you know I love to cook. Yo, Seth Kush, we on strike. We beating our wieners on that mic. Hey, Seth Kush, we, we on strike. strike. We beating our wieners on that mic. We ain't gonna work. We ain't Captain Kirk. You don't like that Steve Martin in the jerk said Don't trust Whitey cause he just can't be trusted I'm on this microphone and you know that I lusted After many different women of many different sizes Reach into my pants if you want some surprises Some they might be big and some they might be girthy I can tomahawk dunk like my name was James Worthy Tell him Fabio I got a little bar I think Oh, spit it. I think Galvin will be mad when he finds out I beat the mic with my wiener like my dad used to. Beat me, see me, and treat me. I see a cupcake, it says, come eat me. You eat that cupcake, I ain't no pup fake. I put a move on your ass and throw you in the lake. The lake is eerie if you living in Ohio after I get done rapping. You say, oh, why, oh, why, oh, don't you rap a little more like Dinosaur. You know Burt Reynolds, bang that old whore. But medium boozy Trucy's gonna get on this mic. She gonna do it like the shoe company called Nike. Oh.
smells your wiener Now I'm dancing on this microphone like a ballerina I can do the pleiade, I can do it in my to-do Shout out to the people who do not smell like doo-doo Shout out to the bishop, Desmond Tutu Although I think he dead, uh-oh, that was rude. Beat that wiener on that mic Beat that wiener on that mic Beat that wiener on that mic When Seth Kush gone, we gonna do what we like What? Beat that wiener on that mic Beat that wiener on that mic Beat that wiener on that mic What? What? Beat that wiener on the mother-loving mic Hey Seth, welcome back, we didn't even break uh, What the hell? <laughs> How long was that going on for? I don't know how long you've been gone. <laughs> like literally the second you walked out the door, Until all we did then. was beat our wieners on the mic. Dude, a guy's got to eat here. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah. Enjoy your smoothie. We'll be right back with It's Okay, It's Not Okay. Uh, the uh, Tampa Bay area has voted to keep an unfair policy in place for like the next 15 years, and we don't think it's okay. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.